Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Addicts Anonymous Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar. Today's episode 180 and we're going to be interviewing Josh. How you doing, Josh? Not too bad yourself. I'm doing well. So let's get the party started here. First question that I ask everybody is, tell me about your childhood and growing up. What was that like? Start uh, from the great. very beginning. <clears throat> great. I mean, I grew up, played hockey till I was 16. Um. Oh, really I play. I played hockey also. What position were you? Defense. Oh, me too. Uh, left or righty? I'm a righty. Uh, I mean, I'm, but it's weird. I'm technically a lefty, but I play righty. So I shoot left in hockey, but I shoot right in golf, which is bizarre. Yeah. What do you? What hand do you write with? I write with my right. Yeah, I write with my left. All right. Yeah. So keep going. You played hockey. Yeah. No. So, I mean, grew, growing up was good. I mean, until I was about 14, my parents split up. My mother has her own personal issues. Uh, she has bipolar. Were they having problems? How, how long were they having problems for that you remember? Uh, well, you want to ch- t- chime in on that, Father? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, ongoing. Well, she was sick, so, I mean, it was an ongoing thing. Yeah, I'm bipolar also. What kind of things, what kind of symptoms would present themselves? Like, what kind of stuff was she doing? Uh, what wasn't she doing? I mean, suicide attempt after suicide attempt. Uh, pretty much, you know, making her kids feel guilty. I'm a black sheep considered to her now. Just because of my life choices and, Yeah. But That's growing up with rough. my dad, no, I grew I up with was, my dad. Oh, you grew up with your dad? Yeah. Yeah, I lived with him. And that was great. He's probably been my biggest supporter next to my wife. So growing up with dad was good. Yeah. How did all this stuff affect your social life? Like, Did you have a lot of friends? I had a lot of friends. I was, yeah, I was a social so. Not so many. You broke up a little bit. Not so many what? I said not so much anymore because a lot of the people I've encountered over the past five years are, haven't really been good influences. You These your friends from back in the day? I still talk to a few. There's like two or three that I still communicate with regularly, but a lot of them... I mean, they went down a pretty dark path, too, so. What kind of path did they go down, do you know, what they were uh, uh, using? Yeah, using fentanyl. I mean, two of my best friends are dead. We just buried one three months, two months ago. Uh, that sucks. Sorry to hear yeah. that. So, uh, they were they getting fentanyl on purpose? Yeah, 
See, that's crazy to me because I, I would be so scared because I've seen pictures online where they show it looks like a few granules of salt or something. And they say that's how much it can take to kill you if it was fentanyl. Yeah, they say it's two micrograms, which is basically two or three grains of salt. Yes, I mean, how do you even get high off it? Like, you, it's so, it's such a small amount. I mean, to do a lot of it would be just insane. Like, but I guess we are kind of insane when we're in the throes of addiction. I mean, the last three years, I was using, on average, probably half a gram. Is it half a gram? Yeah, to a gram, and then methamphetamine mixed. So you were doing both those at the same time? Yeah. What yeah. age what, what age did you first start using drugs and alcohol? For some reason, you're cutting in and out. It's choppy service out here. Fifteen years old. Who'd you first use with? Uh, buddies from school. What was it? Uh, cocaine, alcohol, you name it. I've done it. So one of the first things you did was cocaine. Yeah. Well, you dove right into it. Yeah. I mean, I've smoked cannabis pretty much since I was fourteen years old. And has I know that, it's, has that I know it's a, a drug too, but no. Well, I mean, it's... it's a drug, but to me, weed is the same thing as cigarettes. Yeah. Like, if you told me you smoke cigarettes and or you smoke weed, I feel the same way about it. It's just like, well, it's your choice. What is that, weed? Smokes. Cigarettes. cigarettes? Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, it's the same thing. Because you, you, I mean, but to me, cigarettes are worse. Because at least if you're smoking weed, you and you get it from a reliable source, like and maybe you get it from a dispensary. You know it's safe, it's clean, and it's literally just a plant. Like that's yep. all it is, is a plant. You know, versus obviously other stuff has to be mixed, it's gotta be cut. You know what I mean? You don't know what you're getting when you do cocaine. Well now uh, we just got a warning in the city where I live, Calgary. Um I guess the bad batch has gone around. There was right across from my apartment last night, there was four overdose deaths uh, from a batch of cocaine and mixed with fentanyl. So, I mean, that's another thing is they put fentanyl in everything nowadays. Yep. And it's, it's you know, ever since the border closure, it's not fentanyl anymore. It's you name it, it's in there. Yeah, I remember watching this um what was it called? It was called Traffic, I believe was the name of the show from National yep. Geographic. And they did a special on fentanyl and they just showed all the chemicals it takes. It's pretty much all chemicals. Watch a documentary from Vice. Uh it's actually filmed in my hometown of Calgary. Um how bad the opiate epidemic I've probably seen it I've probably seen it I've seen a lot of vice stuff it's sad and I mean these kids are you know 14 15 years old yeah they're babies basically and it's it's sad now that I've now that I've been through it and gone through it I I feel nothing but sorrow for these people yeah, I mean, addiction's a bitch. It makes you do stupid things. 
It makes you not care. And for some reason, we all think we're fucking different and we're not. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm going to be okay. I'm not like the other person that just overdosed. And then you're gone. You know what? Fentanyl and all these other drugs that they have, they don't discriminate. It's not a race thing. It's not a cultural thing. It's not a religious thing. It's it's anyone and everyone. Yeah, I've seen lawyers. I've seen lawyers downtown <clears throat> fentanyl right out to the point they're nodding off in their car. Yeah, it happens to anybody. Doesn't matter about your socioeconomic status or who you're married to or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's just can happen to anyone. And you see, you hear stories of these people that are wealthy and life seems to be perfect for them, you know, picture perfect. And they go down that dark road. Mm -hmm. So, stupid question. What were your grades like in school? Uh, junior high was okay, and then high school hit. I sort of stopped. You're breaking up again. I'm not sure if maybe you're putting your hand on the microphone or something. Try that. Yeah, so I mean, they were they were okay in junior high. I mean, I wasn't on a roll student, but I wasn't dumb. High school came around, you know, the buddies. You first thing you tried was cocaine. What grade was that? Uh, it would have been grade nine. Okay, so you were a freshman. Yeah. And then, I mean, did that for a couple of years. And finally put that down. And then with the fentanyl addiction, I mean, it started up again. So I was I was using coke, fentanyl, meth, crack, you name it. By what age? I was, when I really got bad with the fentanyl, I mean, that was three years ago, so I would have been 30. 29. So you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Like the the coke, I've always been able to, you know, like, can do it and I've been able to put it down fentanyl and meth were not like that the The best way the best way I can describe it it's like chains were wrapped around me and I couldn't I couldn't get out of them what's crystal you know, meth like what is it scary. Do? Like, it's scary yeah I, I mean I I broke from reality I didn't know my wife i didn't know my father i didn't know my kids i put a gun up to my wife's head because i thought she had broke into my house my 308 and yeah it, it makes you a different animal do you have any mental health conditions no How long were you, so how long in total were you, did you use? Because you said one more time, what age were you when you started? I started when I was 15. 15, okay, I, that's right. You said you were a freshman. Um, yeah, and then my 20s, like 21, 22, 23, I was really bad into cocaine. And then so you, managed But at to, that point, you're so young, but you've been using about seven years at that point. Yeah. That's a long time to be using. You get a a pretty a heavy tolerance. Yeah. I mean, you know, it started out as 
a little bag here and the bag turned to half an ounce to an ounce to it got bad. Did you use alone or were you with a lot of friends and stuff? With friends. And they were all doing the same shit as you? Yep. Do you know if any of them also had addiction issues like you? Uh, my one buddy, Dylan, he is pretty bad with it. I mean, it's it's been consistent for over 10 years. Well, he's on meth and cocaine also? No, uh, just coke. Just coke? Does yeah. he do does he do the fentanyl like also or no? No. No, you know, and when I finally told him that this is what's been happening the past three years, it was, oh, you're a piece of shit, this side. And it's like, you know, dude, addiction's a fucking addiction. Whether it's coke, liquor, weed, sex, gambling, you're you're still an addict. Yeah, because everything you name can still destroy your life. Yep. It's just how does it destroy your life? Well, he's he's learning that now. He had probably a hundred thousand dollar job a year uh, hauling for a company here, KLS Trucking. And I mean, one drug test, he popped positive, and that was the end of that. That sucks. Yeah. And, you know, trying to trying to help him, it's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And, well, obviously I do because, you know, I've come out the other side from some pretty hefty shit. When would you say you're, like, the height of your drug abuse? When was it actually the worst? Uh, 30, 30, 31, 32, 33. Right up until about three months ago. July 2nd was my clean date. And how long ago, so the, um, you were getting clean after how long were you using? Uh, fentanyl and meth, it was three years straight, pretty much every day. There wasn't a day I wasn't high in that three year span. Like I miss, I miss Christmas functions. I miss get togethers with family because, you know, the drugs were more important. I moved out of my house with my wife for 10 years because... I threw an adult temper tantrum because she wouldn't let me use drugs in the house anymore. How was your family life? Did you have a, so you said you have a girlfriend and a wife. Do you have kids? Yeah, I got two boys. They're from her first marriage, but I mean, I took them on at 21 and yeah, it was 21. You were 21? Yeah. How old were they? Uh, Two and six. So you're pretty much their dad their whole life. Oh yeah. Yeah. My my one the one younger son, his father is sick too. And I'll I'll call it sick because it is. You mean with addiction? Yeah. So you believe you think addiction's an illness? Uh, personally I do. I don't know what I think, um, because it does present symptoms just like other diseases. But I also think we have some say in what we do. It's just a when it, it's just a matter of when we have enough strength or when we gather enough strength to do something about it. 
True. And I mean, that took me, that took me three years to figure that out. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy everything, thing. you know, I, I financially bankrupted us. I had my own company, my own roofing company that went down the tubes. I fell off a roof 34 feet, broke my femur because I was high. How old were you when you started your business? Uh, I was 29. And then shit went sideways with that. And that's when the drug use started. When your business went down? Yeah. What kind of drug you what, did it? So you're using mainly cocaine and meth. Did, is that was that throughout your entire drug use career, or did you switch some time to time? Uh, no, it was mostly cocaine. So you like uppers? Yeah. And then I found, I mean, I found the downers, fentanyl, and morphine and stuff like that, and I guess you could say I sort of fell in love with it for a bit. So you also like the painkillers? Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like I, I'm, I'm fighting poly addiction. There's, there's three or four things that I'm coming off of. So it's been, it's been hard. I've talked to heavy, heavy cocaine addicts, heroin addicts, and they're like, you know, I would not want to be in your shoes. Coming off of that many things, I would not want to be there. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Those things are the only life you ever knew. Or not ever knew, but the only life you knew for so long. Because mm-hmm. when they ask you to get sober, you're not you're not just stopping the use of drugs. You're, you're kind of stopping an entire lifestyle that you have gotten used to. Well, it's, you know, like the, the neural pathways in your brain, you have to learn everything again. Like how yeah, to function in normal society again. Yeah, it's called neuroplasticity when your brain has the ability to reshape itself and reform and build new habits and things like that. Good habits. Yeah. So, so it's, it's been a journey, let's say that. So what age did you say? And you could totally smoke if you want. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um at what age did you say you had enough of this shit? Uh, three months ago. And how old are you right now? 33. 33. Oh, you're a young guy, so you still got your whole life ahead. Yeah. Yeah, July 2nd, I woke up and said, you know what? Fuck this. It isn't for me anymore. Was there anything, a precipitating factor that came, made you feel that way? you get to a point where you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah and living that life it's it's training you know the scheming you have to do to 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 crying to to whatever you have to do to pay for that next suit it's it's training what kind of schemes and crimes were you doing uh I mean, everything from assault with deadly weapons to robberies to uh, vehicle theft. What was the reason for doing these things? Like, um, for robbing, were you looking for anything specific or are you just looking for stuff to sell for drugs? 
stuff to sell or I was in debt with the dealer and he said, you know, go rob this guy and I'll clear your debt or it's going to be you on the receiving end. So. So you were kind of extorted and forced into doing that. Mm -hmm. How did that make you feel being forced into something like that? Honestly, like a piece of shit. Coward. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty big boy. I'm six three, two twenty five, and you know, the brain. Obviously, from an addict perspective, it's okay. Well, if I don't do this, I'm gonna go through withdrawals, and that's probably one of the scariest things that will ever happen. And I don't want to face that. So, I guess the next person walking down the street with a nice chain on is my victim. It makes you feel like an absolute scumbag. So you were actually feeling shitty while you were doing this, like you didn't want to. No. I find that interesting. You're going to go rob someone and you really don't want to do it, but you feel like you have to. Yeah, definitely, definitely screws with your head a bit. So what would you do once you robbed someone? Did you give it directly to your friend or did you um, go to the pawn shop? I would try to go to the pawn shop. I mean, the one knew me pretty good. So every time I come in, it was get out or we're calling the police. So then I would go to my buddy and I mean, whatever he would pay for that would write off my debt. It's it's a vicious cycle. Oh, it absolutely is. How long did were you live in that lifestyle? Uh, I mean the three years, the past three years. So that's when the heavy shit went on with you robbing. So. When when I found fentanyl and meth full time, it was that. Do you mix them time. together or you use them separately? Uh, I mean, depends if I was around family and didn't want them to see me sitting there nodding off I, I'd use them both together so it would sort of balance each other out and then days that I wanted to be crazy and act like a lunatic it was just math what would you do that made you a lunatic on math I mean you you completely break from reality it's the best way I can describe it it's like you're in a video game it's like you're you're a character in Grand Theft Auto. The way it changes your mind and your thoughts and your mindset is it, it's scary. Were you using large amounts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my philosophy when I was using it was go big or go home. So three years ago, you decided to get your shit together. No, three months ago. Three months this, ago. I'm sorry. I knew yeah, it was three. No, um, was, yeah. Three months ago. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Um, what, what, like I said, what was the reason that you said, I need to get my life together? And once you did, what was, what, what exactly did you do? What was the first step you took? Well, I mean, I didn't want to die. I had 
overdose on the toilet in my bathroom to the point for 45 minutes my wife did CPR to bring me back um from falling off a roof breaking my femur it was just it was a whole mix of things that you know I finally woke up one morning and said screw this I went and flushed my fentanyl and meth down the toilet and said I'm done that's a scary thing to do yeah and I mean within the three months there's been times you know I have slipped and the best way I can describe it is you're climbing up a rope ladder like you can have all the support in the world but if you let go you're you're gonna fall You can have people under you supporting you that you're going to fall. And I mean, in these three months, I, I've gone to pick up stuff and I've come home and, you know, thought about it and washed it down the toilet. Or I had stash bots all over my house that we've gone and cleaned out. And, you know, I can't say it's been easy flushing it down the toilet, but... In the end, I think that's what needed to be done, or I probably wouldn't be here talking to you today. Yeah, obviously you shouldn't be using anything. So all that's done with, so you're 100% moving forward, you're clean. What is what is life like for you right now? Probably the best. It's been quite a while. I mean, I've got a great job, a wicked boss. I've got a good support system behind me. It's been it's been enjoyable. I've got back to doing normal shit again. You know, I'm I'm biking every night with the wife. I'm going fishing every other weekend with my dad. It's it's been good. It's amazing how much we could turn our lives around. When you want to. You know, you can't change your my dad or my wife or my kids it had to be for me exactly that's when things become possible so getting towards the end here um what's life like now how do you how's it what's a day like you know for you you get up what do you do is there anything special you do uh i Honestly, thank God I made it another day. So you pray? Yeah. I mean, we were we were fairly religious when I was younger, and then I sort of lost faith in that. And I mean, that was probably been one of my bigger supports. So you've got faith now? Yeah. And when you say one of your biggest supports, what do you mean, like the church community or something? Not so much a church community. My wife's mother and father-in-law, whatever you want to call him, uh, they're pretty, pretty heavy Christians. So it's been getting a lot of support from them and their family friends. What kind of things do they do to support you? I mean, everything from we're there every other week for dinner and just even sitting around a table talking.
So do you have any advice for people watching and listening? Stop while you can. Make the change for yourself and no one else. And like honestly, seek help. This group has been absolutely amazing since I joined them. So reach out. All right. So did you have anything else that you want to add in? Not at this time, no. You're good to go. You had a good time today telling your story? Yeah. No, I'd like to do this again, you know, maybe a couple months down the road. and Yeah, we can do an update, see how you're doing. Yeah. All right, my friend. So I guess let's wrap it up, right? So, good. all right, sit tight for me. And for everybody watching and listening, if you like what you saw and heard, go below and give us a like. Also, subscribe to see when we upload new videos. You can also check us out on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Tumblr, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, check out our website, www.addicts-anonymous.com. There you will find plenty of resources as well as a lot of free literature. So once again, I hope you enjoyed today and until next time.